So, you know, I'm so much into true crime. I'm truly obsessed. I think I pretty much know everything about all the serial killers all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, if somebody looks at my Google history, they'll be like, oh my God, this person is crazy because I've Googled everything about them. So, yeah, I am obsessed with true crime. So, that, ladies and gentlemen, is your first host, Flo. I love suspense and thriller movies. I actually take pride in solving them like in within 30 minutes of the movie and so you can say I really enjoy them because I'm so busy solving the crime and solving the suspense and 9 out of 10 times I get it right. And that ladies and gentlemen is your second host Tanvi. A special mention to our social media partners Bollywood Direct. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Bollywood Direct. Hi and welcome to Movie Wala podcast. Today we are talking about Jewel Thief which came out in 1967. The Prime Minister of India was Indira Gandhi and going by our episode it seems like for a long period of time only Indira Gandhi was the Prime Minister of India. The director of the movie was Vijay Anand, producer was Devanand, music was by SD Berman, actors were Devanand, Vijayanti Mala, Ashok Kumar, Tanuja. Shwelthi was about a case of mistaken identity and an attempt to end a crime spree that's been going on for a long time. Yep, had you seen this movie before? Yeah. Yeah, so I had seen this movie before, but it's been a while and the good thing about my kind of uh, not remembering anything brain <laughs> is that <laughs> I really didn't remember how it ends which is amazing when you're watching thrillers obviously because if you know the ending you're like oh, I know what's going to happen so it was really good it was like almost like I was watching it I mean I knew bits and pieces of it but then the important part I did not remember so it was amazing to watch it again Yeah I think I probably have watched it only once and just like you I didn't remember anything at all I was like so I was just going by the title and trying to remember like jewel thief so it must be about robbery somebody must be stealing something and I was like is devan and the robber like what is going on and I was trying to remember nothing came to me and I was like good I can actually just watch this as a brand new viewing and uh, so that's what we did and uh, I was at the like continuously like how I said right I'm always trying to fa- uh, solve the crime yeah <laughs> I was not able to solve the crime you guys wow. see that's a huge compliment for this movie right? I and again, again um over the years I've also stopped trying to solve the crime as well a little for my own uh, uh, entertainment like this time I I think we were talking a lot like we were not even paying attention while watching this movie but in general like I feel like why do I do this right why spoil the movie like let yeah. me just watch it yeah okay so Vijay Anand directed this movie and uh, I think he also wrote the screenplay along with the other person and he's known for stylish cinema like he was one of those people back in the day who, where the movies really looked very hip and happening like maybe Farhan Akhtar style right now but back then that was like Vijay Anand style yeah and uh, you can really see that like you know two years before this guide had come and two years later this i was like i'm just blown away the the kind of work these brothers were doing devanand and uh, vijayanand yeah what's up with that they are super talented and super stylish so stylish the anand brothers <laughs> yeah and i think uh, devanand at some point said that they while they were trying to push guide to get for the oscars they already had this movie ready and they had to come back to india to release it and that's why they couldn't promote guide back in us for ah. oscar viewing and stuff so he's like but he doesn't have any regrets he's like happy with the success of jewel thief and i was like but 
Wow. Like, imagine having back to back. And both of them are amazing movies. Yeah, and I remember when we were talking about Guide, we were, we were talking a lot about the way it was styled and the style of Devan and, and the women in the movie. It's it's exactly the same even for Jewel Thief, right? When you look at the styling and it's so stylish. I remember you were telling me that, you know, this reminded you of, it's as good as any James Bond movie. Exactly. You, any any of those popular thrillers, like you're like, this is as sleek as that. And especially the background music. Mm. Like, you know, when some uh, robbery is happening, they play this background music to tell you like, similar to like, I would say like how in Mission Impossible, like that iconic soundtrack plays or in James Bond. I I was like loving the background music of this was at par with that. Yes. Speaking of music, the intro credits, the introduction, and then the music comes up. The music is so suave and so on point with this kind of genre that you are just into the movie. You will have to watch the intro credits to to see what I'm talking about. But, you know, just the music, it just puts you into that space, into that mind space of you're watching this kind of movie. And all the women in the movie, it's on par with any of the Bond movies in terms of women as well. <laughs> because Bond yeah. is known for having like hot women around and all the women in this movie... Oh my gosh, Tanvi, do you want to talk about the hotness <laughs> of every single woman? I do, I do. You start with Tanuja, like that's the first person who, you know, graces your screen. God, was there anyone ever cuter than her? Like she's cute as a button. I think men and women both will agree that, gosh, she had X factor. She has that oomph. She was like equal parts sexy and equal parts playful. She carried off both and she was so cute. And sometimes when you would hear her talk, you know, you see, you're like, oh, that's exactly how Kajol speaks. Now, when I look back, when I'm analyzing Kajol, she's amazing. I love her. Uh, but now I think that she was trying to kind of act like her mom, you know, like mm-hmm. talking fast and being cute. I mean, she comes across as cute, but not as cute, cute as a mom. I think if I didn't know... Like, except for the talking part, like, because I feel like a lot of times that's just genetics, right? You just get things from your parents. But other than that, I would not think Kajol was Tanuja's daughter. I feel Kajol, you know, Kajol seems like, a, of course, as an artist, she's, I don't want to say she's overhyped, but I think she's a tad bit overhyped. Like, she's a good artist, but it's like, okay, she's fine. Like, yes, she's done some good work, but so has so many. You know what? I think Karan Johar spoils all good things. (laughs) Kajol is a good actress. But then because of Karan Johar's association with Kajol, I feel like she's all over the place. You know what Karan Johar's movies do, right? They're like so over the top. Yeah, but like, she hasn't worked with Karan Johar for a while. So I wouldn't like blame Karan Johar for Kajol's... Um, I mean, everybody goes on. Like, I think it's also a trend, right? When somebody is shining, everyone's like, oh, she's my favorite actress. She's my favorite actress. Like, you're not even analyzing why are you saying that. You're just saying that because everybody is saying that. So again, not taking away from the fact that she can't act or anything like that. She is a great performer. Yeah. But a tad bit overhyped, you know, as a lot of people are in the industry. But... If I were to say, like, I think Tanuja is underhyped. Like, I think Tanuja needs to be hyped up more. Like, how you think about, again, you know, when you say names are people like, oh my God, you're comparing this person to that person. I'm like, it's not in comparison. It's just about giving enough airtime to everybody who made an impact. So, yeah, we like, we go on about Madhubala's beauty and rightfully so. Her beauty is beautiful but i want to talk more about tanuja's cuteness because i have not come across a face as cute as tanuja on the screen and she's consistently been like that for a long time and 
uh, very conveniently we've just like you know of course like you know it's got to do with how you present yourself and it's a whole pr machine and all that but it was a delight to watch tanuja in yeah. this movie and of course the dev brothers like not the dev brothers the anand brothers they present women in a very nice way yeah and then all the other women obviously what did you think about helen she was the next one who made it helen i think she deserves a whole episode her life journey itself is so amazing and what she has done to hindi cinema you know in terms of style bringing her own style i think in indian cinema like i'm doing air quotes you can't see that but you know people who are like women who are bad villains they have this very stereotyped image of them but i feel like helen kind of brought style and kind of like likability to to the kind of roles that she was playing you know you know does it make sense yeah and yeah. the amount of style i was telling you i'm so glad she came she had to come all the way from burma to india i'm glad she did that i'm sure the journey was sad but i'm glad she did because in because hindi cinema i feel like would have missed out on a whole lot of oomph if she hadn't been there i think she deserves a whole whole episode just on her yeah you know like how every movie has an item number because that's what's going to pull the crowds back in the day there used to be a helen number it didn't have to be an item number or a vamp number even if it was a slow number a cabaret number a fast number any number it they needed to have helen in it because she was going to pull crowds yeah and i think we spoke about it before like now the movies are just the hero and the heroine like who's the actor playing back mehmood mehmood was a comedian and he would pull crowds uh you know the prem chopra and uh, pran and they were villains and they would pull crowds and then helen would pull crowds so everybody had their own space and that is without social media and that's without all the pr and magazine interviews and everything people wanted to see all of these characters and they were willing to go to the movies to just see their favorite comedian and a dancer and You're stuff right. so yeah. yeah so of course helen is playing helen in this by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> as helen as it gets <laughs> I love Helen because of the fact that she's so unapologetic about playing the vamp or being bad which is so rare for a woman right we always want to be like so likable and nice but she was like I don't care you know I enjoy playing this and I'm good I think uh, I've heard that from a lot of people who played the negative or the second vampy role like even like B- uh, what was her name Bina like the one who mm-hmm. played uh, Mami in Hum Aapke Kaun All right yeah her and Aruna Irani and a lot of these people who got these vampish dance numbers they all were like we were very happy to do those because the other role was like about this woman who's sacrificing and dying and you know not even getting any fun things to do whereas if you see till the three quarters of the movie these women are having fun they are getting to wear the best of the clothes you know they are drinking they are smoking they are dancing they are partying in the end they die she's like that's fine in the end they <laughs> die but then we have fun throughout the movie Oh I love that. They all were unapologetic because they got to be more glamorous. And if you think about it the actresses were always like you know in a sari and just like bindi and like pretty and they're just sitting there and maximum they'll get is to play a piano <laughs> and sing a song with the hero. Yeah. With the hero whereas uh, you know the Helen and all of these other women will get to dance and be- I love that they said that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them have said that. So so good. Moving on to the next woman who was Faryal and I thought hers is a very interesting story because she's uh Indian Syrian or Syrian Indian because she's half and half. 
and then she did a bunch of rolls because her face looks familiar and i was just looking at her face structures because she had this jawline and then she had these high cheekbones and she was just like you could tell like she's got the best of the both cultures and she's got this face which is so striking just gorgeous features right very petite features yeah, yeah. such a pretty face we were just talking about how we are totally okay with anyone coming from outside india or who is not indian if they have talent we are totally accepting of them you know like yeah. helen and farialin they were amazing in these roles and we don't mind importing them <laughs> yeah even in other fields right whether they were dancers or musicians there are so many singers atif aslam god knows uh, you know ustad nusrat fateh ali khan rahat fateh ali khan exactly so it's all about talent like if you have something to showcase and you need a wider audience sure come here i'm of not course. yeah i'm not on board with just because you're white and yeah. you have blue eyes and just because the men are going to drool over you now you get all the attention and i'm like we were trying to get independence from this i again again like you said i am totally on board if they have the talent i mean absolutely you know i wouldn't mind seeing you in our movies but then just because you have a good body and you are like fair and indians love fair skin that doesn't justify the kind of work you're getting in indian cinema that's my yeah. only yeah faryal and helen amazing 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 work and then last last lady in this movie is anju mahendra and god she was super cute as well mm. by the way i mean like devanand get all the cute i mean and that was known right like devan if devanand is launching you you are definitely going to be one of those sexy women like you know sexy in those standards but sexy even today you know zina the man was launched by devanand as well so he had a good eye for pretty women <laughs> pretty i mean i don't think pretty faces need good eye right like <laughs> you are a pretty <laughs> good taste no <laughs> yeah because they were very different for that time right they were not the traditional you know beauty like it's like evergreen beauty that even now you're like oh my god she was so stylish you know that kind yeah, of yeah yeah so anju mahendra her role like naturally we are not talking about any of these people's characters or roles because this is a story about a robbery and mistaken identities and how somebody's being framed and you again it's uh, another who done it movie and but the story is in a way that all of them are lying or not lying like you don't know whether they are lying or not lying and if we and they all are playing a part in the story and they all do a good job so there's no like criticism towards like oh this person wasn't doing this part well but we can't really share much as always because we can only talk about these people like what good artists they were because if you haven't seen the movie then you have to see it and if you have seen the movie then you know why we can't talk about what they were doing and you know what because the story especially this story i feel the writer has done such a good job of tricking the audience like and they're not unrealistic uh, twist and turns it's not like ra- race series where suddenly the mother is the brother and the brother is the bhabhi and you know all that rubbish that goes on <laughs> the twist and turns over here are very logical mm. and it stands the test of time like even if you watch today you don't think like oh come on this is not another one and so they have used everything very very effectively and uh, yeah they they really manipulate the audience so be ready to be manipulated yeah but in a good way it's really yeah. amazing because you're in for good times it's like you just go watch it for 3 hours it's a 3 hour long movie but just watch it but every turn you 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 want to know what happens next you're like how did he get away with that one how did he get away with this you know 
Yeah. And then you have all this style factor into it. And it's just amazing. Yeah, speaking of style, yeah, you were talking about Anju Mahindra. I mean, she was a model back in the day and she's done a bunch of movies and then eventually she became a TV artist. We don't usually gossip on this podcast, but just uh, she was a long-term girlfriend of Rajesh Khanna before he married Dimple. Yeah, and then I think uh, she was also engaged to a West Indies uh, cricket player, I think. I forgot his name. I don't know if it's Viv Richards. No, no that was Nina, Nina Gupta. Yeah, I don't know whether uh, Anju Mahindra was engaged or she was just date- dating this guy who was a West Indies. Clearly, you can say that we are not uh, huge sports buffs. <laughs> we can't remember. Like, all the guys who are watching it or girls who are interested in cricket watching it would be like, oh, why can't you remember this person's name? <laughs> we can't, sorry. But yeah, I mean, you can Google and you can figure out like what was going on in their personal lives. So Gary Sobers, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got this, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. and apparently Rajesh Khanna proposed to her and she didn't want to marry because she wanted to see if her career will go somewhere and whatnot. And it's like a big dramatic love story and then they part ways and then they go back together and whatnot. So if if you guys want to find more about her and Rajesh Khanna, you can Google it. But uh, getting back to our podcast... And of course, the lead actress, one of the main actresses, Vijayanti Mala. It feels like we're just repeating ourselves, but yeah, she's another beautiful face. You know by now that we're not like just into looks. We are specifically talking about the looks of all these people because it's the kind of movie it is, you know, because it's almost like a Bond movie. And what is Bond without these gorgeous women? So yeah, and that is one of the main reasons we are talking about just the, so don't, think we're superficial <laughs> we have reason to doing that <laughs> I, I i'm unapologetic about my superficialness flow i'm totally superficial like if someone's beautiful i mean external beauty is equally as important as internal beauty yeah <laughs> i mean we need to appreciate beauty obviously right yeah it's and i don't think it's superficial at all like imagine there's a pretty face in front of you and you don't appreciate it because you're like oh because I'm not superficial, I'm not going to appreciate you. Like, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I was pretending that I'm not superficial. <laughs> you can cut that out, and we can be openly superficial, unapologetically superficial. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, Vejanti Mala. I feel like um, she was actually uh, about to get married sometime during the making of this movie, and she was doing this role just to get done with it, and she had actually said no to a lot of other projects that she had said yes to before because she wanted to just get married and settle down and she once she retired from movies she hasn't ever come back like you know she's not made any comeback she's never made any guest appearances the only time she comes is when she's getting uh, any con uh, any award or being felicitated by government or anything other than that you don't hear about her in movie references so uh, but even then, it doesn't feel like half-ass performance, right? Like, because while uh, doing it, she was not as much into movies. She was just about to say, like, pack her bags and go. Yeah, she gave her 100% look like. Yeah, so I think all of everybody, I think they were really well casted. Everybody for each role. Uh, Vejanti Mala and Tanuja are the two with have maximum screen mm. time. Others are there as props sometimes. <laughs> but... So, yeah, and uh, Vijay Anand actually wanted to cast Saira Bano for this role. 
But Saira Bono got married and she didn't want to do this. And she actually, Saira Bono was also his first choice for uh, Vahida Rahman's role in Guide. Ah, and she said really? no to that as well. Yeah. So, but I feel like when I, I, when I read that, I felt like, oh, I can see that. Like, yeah, I can see Saira Bano in both of those roles. And Saira Bano was so pretty. I mean, I know I'm like super superficial guys. Like, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, now on to Devanand. Oh. <laughs> Flo really likes his hugs, yeah. Gosh, if you have listened to our guide episode, you would know how much I loved his hugs. Why are people talking about Devanand's hugs? It should be a thing. <laughs> you make it a thing. We want to make, we wanted to make Kumar Gaurav a thing. We wanted to make Devanand a thing. None of this is No, I'm telling thing. you, like go back and watch all his hugs. Oh my God, there's something about his hugs that is amazing. So even in this movie, he, you know, there's a hug where he hugs his mother. And then mm. there's a hug where he hugs Vahida. No, not Vahida. Not Vahida. Vajanti Mala. And Tanuja. And Tanuja. There is something about it. I'm telling you, now that you have, now that I've kind of like put the seed into your head about Devaran's hugs, next time when you're watching a Devaran movie, notice it and let me know how. Let me know. There is a difference. <laughs> He's just so warm and so nice. <laughs> they are. I can, I know he, it feels like he's hugging with his, all his heart. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not too tight. It's not too exactly. loose. It's exactly. like right amount of warmth. Yeah. I know. We're going to like dissect, scientifically di- dissect his hugs. Yeah. yeah. And can you believe he was actually 43, if I'm not wrong, when this movie was made? Yeah, what are these brothers made of? Like, he doesn't look his age, right? Like, I didn't know he was in his 40s till he told me. Yeah, I think, firstly, if you are uh, a little on a skinnier side, you automatically look younger. And I think it's, yeah, his looks, like, I think what I said about Tom Cruise once, like, he's, it's not like they are not aging, but they're aging, like, wonderfully. They're aging in a way that makes them look really good. Like, fine wine. Oh, my God. So, what did you think about the songs? All the songs are amazing. And especially... Oh my god! <laughs> and it has Tanuja. You wa- you can watch this song over and over again just for her. Because, like again, I like I mentioned, Tanuja has his equal parts sexiness and equal parts innocence and equal parts playfulness. And this song is a very sexy song. It's It's talking about your desires and, you know, everything. And she ma- she does that sexy thing as well. And then she's also playful. So it makes it perfect. It's so relatable as a woman, you know? Yeah. She's not like this siren, sex siren, who's singing this song. She's also playful. So it's very relatable. And she's so darn adorable in this song. <laughs> in the whole movie, I really, I really, I kind of like, it rekindled my joy for watching Tanuja on screen. I was like, I need to watch more of her movies again. Like, yeah. And like just how you said, I love all the songs. They are so, so melodious, so good. Like you can, they and they have like different emotions all the time. Like they give you a good variety. Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you in love? Are you sexy? Are you, what, what mode are you? <laughs> we have a song for you. Like, you know, I love lyricists. So naturally, I love all the songs. They are, uh, except for one, all of them are written by Majru Sultanpuri. And he's the same guy who wrote Kayamat Se Kayamat guys. Like, I mean, Kayamat Se Kayamat came out in 1989 and this came out in 1967. I just feel, I don't know, I feel like more people need to talk about this. Like, how do these people stay relevant? 
and make you continue to make you feel things through their words like give them some more credibility i don't know it's okay we are giving them so i'm so glad we are talking about these people i love it so yeah so again another thing the, the climax song hoto pe aisi baat it is a super duper popular song even today it's one of those iconic songs just like uh, songs from mughal azam the pyar kiya to darna kya or any other like aaye meherba so anyways all of these iconic songs so this song is super iconic a um, lot of people at least in north india dance on these numbers at weddings uh, this is the women's go to song if you put them like if you want your aunt or your mother or your mother in law or one of the women from you know 70s or 60s to come and dance there like this will be one of their go to songs and they'll actually dance like uh, vejanti bala also like do all of this like oh you can't see you only hear me singing i'm dancing also right cheers guys cheers <laughs> And I find it so amusing because nobody dances like that now, except for Madhuri Dixit in game shows and dance shows. And then you have Vijayanti Bala doing it, and then I'll see like my aunt trying to do the same. <laughs> It's like some of them are good dancers, so if they're good, you're like, oh my god, wow. But if they're not that good, I can't stop laughing, and I have to like. I'm like get out of my get this room and I'm like okay. So Hoto Pe Sabat and another thing about the song is like Vijay Anand is the one who made songs in a climax popular. So this was one of the first songs that was used as a cli- to build up for a climax and then the you know the end is about to come. That's interesting. Hmm. So eventually a lot of filmmakers applied that we know like from uh, all of the shan movie or the shole shan all of these movies even amar akbar anthony so eventually it became an indicator yeah a thing that now this is the last song and within 10 15 minutes the movie is going to end a lot of people in india who used to watch movies like uh, in big screens and they would come with the families so usually they have like all of this food you know uh, food is an important part and then somebody is going on a loo break or this break or that break so once they knew that the climax song has come they knew now just sit here because the movie is going to end in 10 minutes so after that all your food and going to the restroom and all can happen that's a random anecdote about uh, our song do we have to talk about fashion i feel like now we're getting redundant That's fine. Uh, we will still talk about fashion. That is, it's getting redundant because we are talking about sixties and seventies movies, and you can't go wrong with fashion. It was amazing. Okay, can we just talk about black and white sarees? Yeah, you know, sure. like that is kind of like a recurring thing that keeps happening, where you see women dressed in just white saree with like golden saree or just black, plain black yeah. saree. Because then even in Mera Saya, Sadhna is wearing a white saree with a yeah. Why aren't we seeing this on the red carpet or even in real life more? You know, because yeah. black sarees are so sexy. You'll see them on Instagram bloggers now. Right now, like wearing sarees is a thing. So now all like desi women are in their sarees. Like I think just for Instagram, they'll wear and take a picture and then. Yeah, I'm talking about like these colors, right? Black and white. Like we don't see them too much. So like yeah, just saying that yeah, saree is right now a thing on Instagram though. Like people are wearing saree just to post pictures of themselves in a saree on an Instagram. So uh oh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like black sarees are even more sexy. I mean, I, I obviously I'm biased, <laughs> but I feel like black sarees are like so much more sexier even than little black dress. It is absolutely saree is definitely more sexier than a dress, hands down. 
it just shows the right amount of skin and you know it's just something very sensuous about it yeah yeah absolutely and i liked how they styled uh, everybody differently like tanuja because she's playful and she's a little younger so she's wearing you know little youthful clothes and younger clothes and that's how they're differentiating in their age group and stuff and vejanti mala's character is supposed to be little older than tanuja so she's in sarees and she's always in sarees i don't think she wore anything else she's like consistently in a saree helen is helen she just had like a 5 minute role or so and she was in a cabaret costume with feathers on her bum which only helen can carry by the way and her legs actually all of their legs like even uh, faryal or tanuja right. we didn't get to see vejanti mala's legs so can't comment on that but and all of them was like how gorgeous and long legs they have and they're wearing all these clothes there was actually in the song in which helen is dancing there's another dancer along with her even her legs yeah. <laughs> like even the one legs. in a white dress right yeah yeah, yeah. even <laughs> she was very beautiful and her legs were beautiful gorgeous so yeah legs can't be beautiful but you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah what did you think about devan's fashion actually now that i think of it i can't think of his clothes that's because i feel like he just owns the clothes right so it doesn't like stand out stand out it just becomes part of him you know he's just stylish yeah. he's just he's just super cool if i was born in that era i'm pretty sure i would have had this hardcore crush on devan <laughs> like millions of other indian women yeah we already spoke about that yeah and uh, just one more thing about the song hoto pe aisi baat the choreography is by B Sohan Lal he's the same guy who did the choreography for Mera Saya and you know that Jhumka Gira Re Bareilly ke bazaar mein and Saroj Khan is his assistant in all of these songs and he i just i really really like the choreography of this song like i really liked it and i was looking at his wikipedia page Sohan Lal it's so interesting so he's actually from jaipur rajasthan mm. and they are uh, you know trying to make money so he finds that there are opportunities in chennai so they migrate as a family to chennai and starts learning and teaching kathak over there and from there he gets work in tamil movies and then from tamil movies he gets work in hindi movies and he's originally from jaipur i like you know that is the kind of india i love exactly i was like wow and you wouldn't think that right like like okay so he's actually he entered the movie through tamil cinema and then came here so yeah and uh, i think he and saroj khan were married for a short while but yeah i don't know I can't be hundred percent sure about that because we don't talk about gossip on this podcast. Yes, we don't gossip. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but he is here, uh, Saroj Khan's teacher, and everything Saroj Khan knows is through him. And if you actually go through B Sohan Lal's uh, filmography, all his work, he's done just iconic, yeah, songs. Yeah, all of his songs are like that. Is that so? What did you think about the movie as a suspense movie? Did the suspense live up to your expectations? Absolutely. so much so that i am going to recommend this movie to everyone who wants to watch uh, or start watching indian movies you know it's one of those movies that i would definitely i will have no shame in recommending this movie to everyone that i meet it's that good <laughs> the suspense still holds up yeah and you're constantly on your toes while you're watching it which is how a good movie should be like you're not distracted even though we were distracted because we were like blah, blah, blah. we were just talking <laughs> 
But it's a, it's a, it's an absolute must watch if you haven't watched it. Did you have any criticism? Like any? We haven't said any negative thing about the movie yet. Yeah, my criticism would be if I had to pick one would be that I think there were a couple of songs which were not needed, and you know that could have made the movie shorter because now twenty eighteen we are talking about people with such short attention span that you know three hour movie would just kind of turn them off from mm-hmm. watching it, which they should not because this movie is amazing and it deserves to be watched. So I wish it was a little shorter and tighter. And yeah. I think that is the early criticism I might have. Yeah. What Do you have anything? I know I don't. And actually, I enjoyed the song. So I don't even have criticism about the songs. I felt like I enjoyed watching all of the choreography. Either I liked the choreography or I liked the music. So it didn't really bother me much. I liked all of their pretty faces. So that was fine. But I, the only thing I didn't get is like, so, uh, Devanand is supposed to be flirting with, uh, Tanuja in the beginning. The reason he's doing that is because he wants to get a job at her father's place. And then they are, you know, kind of flirting throughout and like, you know, they're a thing together and whatnot. And then suddenly Vajanti Mala comes and now I can't explain the, the reason why, behind why she comes and everything is because that is where the movie's, uh, twists and turns lie. So, you know, just watch it. But so Vajanti Mala's character comes and he's already with Tanuja at this point. But very conveniently, the story kind of, you know, Tanuja is out of the picture. Now he's going out with Vajanti Mala. And in the end, they wrap it up with a nice bow where Tanuja is like very understanding. And she's like, oh, you know, you go with Vajanti Mala or whatever. And I'm like, what? How? What? I'm like... That's so convenient. Like, if I was Tanuja, I would at least be like pissed. And I am like not at all a generously giving person <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm like, no. Like that seemed like from a ma- male perspective, right? Because of, if a woman was directing this and if a woman would understand a woman, this is not how it would go down. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go into a cat fight or get mad about it, but she wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, it's okay. Ha ha hoo hoo. Like, yeah, please go away. So these are like small things like where you feel like, okay, this is exactly where, you know, a man wrote this movie and he didn't like see it from a woman's perspective at all. The kind of character development that Tanuja was shown having, she would definitely, she would not have fought with Vajanti Mala because, you know, she's cool, but she would have definitely been mad at Devanand. Yeah. She'd have been like, what the heck? Yeah. Did you have the decency to at least tell me kind of thing? You know? Just that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And of course, I'm not even making a comment on how women are portrayed in all of these movies, right? Because then I will not be able to watch any of these movies. So I am kind of already letting go of my criticism in the way that, you know, why does a woman always has to be jumping and ditzy and always like, they never have any profession. They're always getting money from their father. I'm, I'm letting go of all of this. I'm yeah. just like, okay, I know those were different times. I need to see this movie from that point of view. But I would, I still can't get bored with that. Like, you know, even in different times, that's not how a woman will behave. Yeah. Okay. So that's about it. But I think the movie was very satisfying watch. And uh, for people who do like Hindi movies, they should watch it. This was made 51 years ago, guys. 51 years ago. And it still looks so crisp and sharp. And the, the production value is really high. And they've done like a, a bunch of shooting in Sikkim in India and it's like one of the most beautiful regions so you have more than one reason to watch it all right so we are done with our episode and as always we will be back next week with our fifth episode in this series and you can catch us on twitter at moviewala pod on instagram at moviewala podcast 
and we'll see you guys bye bye